Okay, we're back for step two in our discussion or monologue about some ideas for organizing. So the way I did it, I mean, these are all crazy ideas with like bitcoins or cryptos and all that. Well, the way I did it is um, make a mailing list, have people sign up for the mailing list. I used Google Groups, the old Usenet. And then um, have people sign up and we discuss things and we just took votes that way or we had meetings like in chat rooms and um, basically just required participation um, to get a vote. And if someone was participating, their vote would count. And if they were not participating, their vote wouldn't count. Really, I mean, how many spammers are you really going to get? Like if you require someone to actually have an account, to log in, to, you know, join the chats or meetings, eventually a spammer is just going to give up if they don't want to really participate. So, you know, just allowing anonymous votes on, online is kind of... So anyway, um, I really wasn't worried about that too much because in the end, um, I hate to say it, but if you're organizing the conference, you know, you have to make the decisions in the end. It's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be held accountable for what happens. It's your name. They're going to say, this is a, he organized a good conference or his conference was crap. So, and then you have to decide and use best judgment on what's going to happen. There's no way to get around that in the end. So, yeah. Um, I would uh, not to go too crazy on, on those ideas. And a lot of that is just uh, stuff to research into. But what I'm trying to drive out here is, um, well, sometimes you just got to use simple tools and um, simple things and do a little bit of extra work to uh, make things happen. And, um, well, I could tell you some stories about what happened to me, like people uh, showed up to the conference and then they said, well, where's my money? Uh, for my flight, you promised you'd pay my flight, and there was no budget for them, so I had to pay them out of pocket, for example. And that hurt, you know. So if you get disorganized and you don't make sure everything's clearly communicated and don't have a clear ap approval process, then you might get stuck with some bills that you have to pay personally, you know. So that's a pain um, that you consider. Especially if that person's coming from Australia, it could get expensive. So, um, 
So those are some things to think about. And uh, I mean, sure, there's all types of softwares for organizing conferences. Not everything is great. I tried to look at some of them. I gave up eventually. You know, some are going to require more work than others to uh, <clears throat> to get working. And um, yeah, if this whole idea of a centralized conference site works out, uh, that's great. If it could be used to as a platform for organizing and used by other people as a common shared cost, that's pretty cool. Um, I like that idea. All right. Well, I guess the steam's out of me. Uh, I shared what I wanted to share for now and uh, talk to you all later. See ya. Good morning. This is your host, Hacker Mike, a.k.a. Jersey Mike, coming to you from the walk. I've been walking for three hours so far. Started at 4 a.m. It's now 7-something. I reached uh, the borough of Pennington. I'm averaging about six, five to 6,000 steps an hour. <clears throat> depending on my speed. And, uh, hold on a second. Let me get stuff unstuck here. And, um, <clears throat> been listening to some podcasts and thinking. So, uh, today, and I'm not going to uh, skip between topics. So I recorded this one podcast on graffiti, on some introspector stuff, and then I talked about some ideas for starting up conferences and organizations. And uh, I guess people couldn't sit through the first parts, and they didn't want to listen to the whole thing. So sorry about that, guys. I'm going to try and stay on one topic, or one major topic per show or episode. I can always record multiple ones. That will... Um, Make things easier for people who don't care about the rest of the things I have to say. Oh yeah, I was talking about um, separation of interests in DevOps. And I've been doing some good uh, research on that topic as well. So I will have more to say on that topic. But let's just talk about what is it to organize a conference, a meeting... And I'm not even talking about online conferences, I'm talking about, like, concerts. I've organized concerts, and I've organized conferences. It's all about people meeting in some place <clears throat> at some time, traveling there physically. And we could talk about online stuff, but I haven't really organized too much online stuff, to be honest. So, um, I don't really know enough about it, but, uh, so basically 
there's some big parts to this whole thing. One is, you need to pick a date. And it has to be far enough in the future to give yourself time. I would say a year is a good amount of time to work on something. If you haven't done it before, year and a half. And the reason why you should give yourself time is the very simple fact that creating a conference, especially if you want to create an organization as well, it's the, the way is the goal. Even if the conference is great, you're going to be spending a year working on it or longer. And you don't want to rush that because there's a lot of things you need to learn in that time. <clears throat> so, that's where um, you should see this as an exercise in team building, an exercise in um, community building. And especially if you have a lot of people who are not very experienced, but are motivated, they've got lots of time, they want to help you out. It's a great experience for them, but you're also going to need time to work with them, direct them, and so forth. Um, so that you're going to need time to do it. So give yourself the time to do it. And um, these are my tips now. The second is, you don't want an expensive venue. Um, you don't want a hotel that's going to charge you a lot of money. Especially if you're making a non-profit organization, and this is what I'm going to strive for. And um, this is my experience, what I think about. If you're going to create a non-profit organization to do something that's a self, of selfless nature, where you're not really driving to make personal um, profit off of it. You're trying to do something for the community, for your society. Uh, obviously, you will benefit from this, but you're not directly doing something in exclusion of other people. Um, you'll find that other people will help you out, and other people are willing to support something that they see as non-threatening, and they want to be also help out and support people who are doing good things, right? So, um, that's something to consider. Now, if you want to make a profit-driven conference, then everyone else is going to try and get profit off of you. And everyone will be holding out their hands. And obviously people are going to be holding out their hands. There's some things where they can't just help you. Like if they're going to make food for you, you have to pay them for that food. You know, you can't just buy, expect people to give you food. But, you know, letting, let, letting you use a conference hall that's going to be empty anyway. And I'm talking about schools, libraries, universities... Um, public places. I don't know what your country is looking like or what your area is like, but, um, you know, finding someone with some influence or some connections to the school or the library will generally let you get it 
for free, especially if you're a nonprofit. And you might have to create um, an event with that library or with that university. You might have to create a memorandum of understanding, something like MOU, um, which we did. And obviously, and I talked about this as well, you need to actually have a prof, uh, an organization that is registered. Like, it's not just you. And um, we should always start with a founding document, a statement of purpose that everyone can see and support. And I think that's the important thing. If you have to have a shared vision, a shared value system. Something that people will support, they will understand. So that should be the starting point of everything. Before you're going off and marketing the idea to everybody, I mean, sure, you can get some people who are interested in general, but An organization should have a statement of purpose, a mission statement, something where you can agree on. You can say, this is what we're going to do. We're creating an organization to promote open source, open knowledge, and so forth. Give some definitions. Um, and uh, have a way in the organization to make decisions on hard topics. Like... The use of none, the use of things that are against the mission, because eventually you might have to make a compromise and not only use open source, but you're going to, and not only do stuff that you can control, but things are out of your control. <clears throat> you know, and even Telegram, it's not open source, and, um, you know, it's a great place to meet people, but. You know, if it was up to me, uh, you know, an organization that I would start or work on would be a statement saying, well, we don't want to have an official telegram channel, so to say, or we don't want to make that our main purpose of discussion. It can be a side channel used to point people at our channel, but not be anything official and official business should be discussed on the official channel, which is something that is self-hosted, under control, with the necessary backups and access control and so forth. Because all of these moving parts, what if they just go away? What if you lose Telegram? What if they decide hey, you know, um, I'm going to start charging money for this, right? Party's over, guys, time to go home. You know, and then uh, what are you going to do then? So, I think that any organization should have a stance for self-reliance, and it, it bothers me also about, you know, even our school system here, um, they're sending our kids to Google Classrooms. Of all the taxes we're paying, they can't even set up an online forum 
we're disseminating school knowledge, they have to use Google. And they have to send us to YouTube. And so forth and so forth. And it seems to me that they're selling us out because they're so unorganized. And um, so self-reliance should be a goal of any organization, and especially one that's going to be promoting open source. Now, you might say, well, all marketing, marketing and advertising is allowed to be done outside. But then the policy would say that all the marketing and advertising should be created internally, approved, self-hosted, and then pushed out into the marketing um, campaigns. And then you could say, well, Facebook, we maintain a Facebook page for marketing purposes, but those messages are linked from our, our page and we can drive traffic to our site and get people out of Facebook, which should be the goal. <clears throat> I think that should be the goal and I think that should be a part of the statement and part of the mission of an organization is to create a self-sustaining one. Um, especially when you have things like, you know, bad actors in the government, etc., that will block and censor things, and obviously end-to-end -end encryption and all types of operational security that should be part of your plans and they should be mentioned somehow in your founding documents. So the founding document should say mission statement and values and then have some guidelines on what we consider to be our goals, meaning secure, operationally secure, self-hosted, self-reliant, completely open source, and anything that is not open source and not self-hosted has to be approved or explained, and advertising is something that's allowed, but everything else will have to be approved and require some kind of review. Otherwise, you're going to get into a situation where you're going to have little pockets of your organization here and there. You're going to have your little Twitter pocket, you're going to have your little Facebook pocket, in your little telegram pocket, everything's disconnected. People don't even know about the other venues. Sure, you might be reaching different people in different venues, but you should be driving them to your site. All right. At least these are the, th these are the things that I care about. I'm not saying it's easy. But it should be a goal. And if you can't do it, we get an exception for it and put a time on it and say, okay, well, we made an exception for this much time, um, but we're going to research into it and find a replacement for it. <clears throat> okay, so we talked about that. Now, there's a bunch of software for running conferences and there's a bunch of software for like doing event scheduling so really like there's a tool called doodle which is for helping people find dates right 
And I like the idea of voting, and I like the idea that people will like say, oh, well, I could do this date, I could do this date, this date works for me, that date's not good. And um, there's nothing wrong with having multiple events, and even like a one simple talk in a cafe, or, you know, like a classroom or something, you don't need to do the whole conference. You might do local events, local small parties and so forth. So, a tool for, like, choosing dates and times and uh, choosing schedules is good. Now, we haven't even talked about authentication and preventing spammers. And, um, you know, what is it going to cost to register or to get an account? And... Um, we talked about online, we talked about using some kind of cryptocurrency, some kind of voting system. One of the radio shows I listen to, they're talking about using AnyPay for votes. I'm sure there's all types of voting systems. There's also like Liquid Democracy, um, which is some kind of like voting online system. So, in the end, to prevent spammers, I think it's reasonable to require some kind of investment or payment to acquire a vote. And if you do not have money, then applying for some kind of sponsorship, which requires some kind of know your customer situation, um, like an airdrop with a KY, uh, KYC, know your customer, like validating that this person is actually real, um, having them write a letter to apply, even that's work. That's good. Um, looking at someone's open source con contributions. I like uh, Keybase, where you can sign your GitHub or sign your Twitter accounts. Um, so if they're a Wikipedia editor and they have control over the Wikipedia account, they could sign that account using some kind of key-based type situation and state, like, this is my account, I own it, proof of ownership. And you can see all the editors' edits they made and then count those and say, okay, well, that's a significant contribution to open source or open knowledge and we'll give you a vote or open street map or whatever. So... I think um, that's also good for a uh, situation to allow for voting that way. So there's a project I started, an idea I put out there called Gold Puppy. Uh, I think it's goldpuppy.github.io. And basically the idea is to, you know, reward people for open source contributions and incentivize that. I need to work on that a little bit more, but that's kind of moving in the right direction.
yeah, I mean, I'm not against single sign-on type situations, allowing people to vote or log in where they're, with their um, Gmail and so forth, or even allowing them to log in with their Telegram or one-time passwords. I think that's fine for logging in, but that doesn't necessarily grant you any permissions. Now, Steemit allows you to make posts and to um, get likes. And what? How did it work? You would get a uh, so and so many votes a day, and the more likes you got, the more you would earn. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, But there was a lot of spam on there and a lot of uh, shady stuff going on. So I'm not really convinced they found a solution. I think short of people paying to entry, it's very difficult to prevent spammers. Like what spammer is going to actually pay money to join someplace to spam? And if they do, they're going to get kicked out by some community patrolling mechanism. And then they're going to lose their investment. So why would they do that? So, um, yeah, these are some things to think about. We're going to take a little break here for a word from our sponsors, and I'll be back with some more on this topic. Just kidding. We're not going to have a, uh, we're not going to have any words from our sponsors. We're just going to take a break.